Hi everyone, my name is Richard Green. I'm one of the digital asset educators for blockchaincamp.ca. We want to welcome you to our podcast. This is our third episode and uh, blockchaincamp.ca, we exist to make crypto simple and we're trying to do that for a million people around the world and you could be one of them. In today's podcast, I want to answer the question, what's the hype behind this Bitcoin ETF? I mean, everywhere you look, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Reddit, on CNBC, on the Bloomberg headlines, all about this Bitcoin ETF. I mean, why should we care? Well, guys, first you need to understand what an ETF is. An ETF is an exchange-traded fund that allows larger sums of capital to be able to buy into a pool of digital assets um, simultaneously. So it's kind of like a mutual fund where you have a basket of assets and it allows these big players, these big money managers to invest at a large scale. And to understand what kind of scale I'm referring to, there's different types of funds beyond just mutual funds. Um, there are hedge funds, there are pension funds, there are private wealth funds, there are sovereign wealth funds, and these different funds globally control a lot of assets. And to put this in perspective, uh, hedge funds around the world um, control about $3 trillion worth of um, money invested. Pension funds, they represent about $41 trillion of assets. Now, this could be cash, this could be GICs, it could be REITs, it could be um, mutual funds, uh, stocks, uh, bonds, a, a collection of different assets. So just to give you an example of the size of the companies that invest usually in ETFs, of course you have retail investors, but these larger investors usually invest via ETFs. And the reason why they aren't putting their money in is because there's uh, not a lot of regulation around the space. And so when people see that an ETF gets approved, it's a, um, a green light to them for their uh, money managers to be able to say, yes, we it's safe now, we can deploy some assets. Okay, so I want to give you an example of the gold ETF, which is relatively new, guys. A lot, of think, a lot of people think that the gold ETFs have been around for a long time. They were only on the market. They were introduced in 2003. So it's a relatively new product. And you know, gold has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, being traded thousands of years even. And it was introduced in 2003 by the Rothschilds hmm, and Deutsche Bank. And what happened after the gold ETF was approved was that the price of gold rose over 300%. That is crazy. And the reason, again, is because these larger funds are now able to invest freely in a regulated environment that they feel safe and comfortable with, reference to their risk tolerance, right? Um, the CBOE... Um, and the Winklevoss twins, you must have heard those guys. Those are the ones who sued Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook. Um, they've been trying to get an ETF approved for some time now. And it's like each time they try, they get shut down. We recently saw when an ETF was disapproved or disallowed, so to speak, that the overall crypto market lost 13%. So we can see that these um, negative sentiments towards the ETF approvals can have a really large impact on the price but what we're seeing now is that the market is be is starting to price in um, these ETF 
approvals. And we saw, we're seeing now a rally now, uh, as I'm speaking, we're sitting around $7,200 for Bitcoin, around $235 million in market, $35 billion in market cap. Um, but it's important to note there are multiple dates for approvals. For example, in the month of September, Bitwise has an approval date coming up on the 7th of September. Direction ETFs have a date for September 21st. CBOE has a date set for September 30th when the SEC will give a response to um, their their submission, their application, their vision, their risk aversion strategies, or their custody solutions. They all have to package these things and present them to the SEC, the Security Exchange Commission, which then reviews them, and then they will come to a decision whether or not they will approve them or not. Now, it's important to know, though, that there are multiple revision dates. So they can have a revision date to, to review uh, their decision 30 days, 60 days, 90 days after uh, <laughs> they make their decision. So they can say it's rejected. Then they can come back and say, but we're going to come back and review it, which is something that we saw with uh, one of the most recent um, Bitcoin rege- uh, ETF rejections. Um, in addition, this can even span to 240 days where the final deadline is said to be around February 27th, 2019. So we can see that we have a pretty big gap um, in between when Bitcoin can be approved and when it will continually be rejected. But as I said before, the market understands this now a bit more and they're pricing in these rejections prior to the announcements. You know, So when it is rejected, or if it's rejected, the sell-off won't be as drastic. However, the minute that that Bitcoin ETF gets approved, you know we're going to see a massive, massive pump. And I'm not trying to encourage you guys to time the market by any means. If you've been listening to these podcasts, you would see that we recommend that you use DCA, dollar cost averaging, buying a certain amount of crypto um, digital assets per month or on a regular basis based on your risk tolerance and obviously based on your budget. Now, going back to the gold ETF real quick, I want to put this in perspective that the the value of gold that's being traded on the exchanges is around $7 trillion. That's seven with a T, guys, $7 trillion. The overall crypto asset market is around $235 billion as I'm speaking, but we saw it go to a high of around $850 or so, $820 or so billion. So not even a trillion yet. Gold is around $7 trillion. And it's said that if Bitcoin can really begin to take off, it can capture about 5 to 10% of the market cap of gold. In essence, um, Bitcoin is compared to as the digital gold, gold 2.0. And I've done the math. If Bitcoin is able to get 5% of that $7 trillion, which works out to be about $350 billion in market cap for Bitcoin, that equates to about a $20,000 Bitcoin. If Bitcoin can get 10% of gold's overall um, asset value, you're looking at a $700 billion market cap or a Bitcoin that's worth $40,000. So it's interesting that you know if, if we get to that 5 to 10% off the value of gold, then we're looking at a twenty dollars to $40,000 Bitcoin. But I mean, Bitcoin can grow to 
being equal, if not surpassing the value of gold. We we don't know what the future has in store, guys. But uh, a couple points I want to point out from this uh, this quick podcast here is the custody solution is one of the biggest hurdles and market manipulation is probably the number two that the SEC has why they're not approving these ETFs. Custody solution real quick simply means again that there's a third party involved that can hold the physical, call it the physical Bitcoin or the physical crypto assets, whether that's on a ledger that's locked in a vault somewhere with mechanisms to be able to access it on a periodic basis, or perhaps um, there's a central place where all these crypto assets are stored and secured. And they haven't seen that yet. There isn't a leading company in that space. And the market is still looking for someone or a company that has has a reputable um, background to step in and provide that. And number two is market manipulation. Um, because there is no regulation that's universal across all exchanges. Guys, there are dozens and dozens of crypto exchanges. If you have tried to buy crypto, you've known that by now. From Binance to, to KuCoin to IDEX, you know, to Bit, Bitfinex to all these different places that you can buy crypto, there isn't a universal solution that can identify market manipulation and then penalize the parties who are doing that. And it's a free market. So, I mean, um, does market manipulation exist? It does. And can we stop it? Well, as more money comes into the market, it'll be harder and harder to pump and dump and have arbitrage situations. So eventually, the market on its own will sort this out. But to the main point again, guys, people are so interested in the Bitcoin ETFs because if gold went up 300% after those ETFs were approved in 2003, Bitcoin can do the same. And again, there are hedge funds, pension funds, private funds, sovereign wealth funds that are sitting on the side waiting to invest millions, if not billions of dollars into crypto. The The timing is what everyone's waiting for. But don't wait for those approvals. Start building your positions now slowly. Get educated. Identify the crypto assets that you think could be revolutionary enough to provide not only the gains, but provide a solid investment for your portfolio. And at uh, blockchaincamp.ca, guys, become a member. It's free. We have a free resource section with amazing videos that we've brought together and collated just for you to teach you how to become a better crypto investor. My name is Richard Green from blockchaincamp.ca. I want to thank you guys for tuning in once again as we try to tackle the question of what is the hype behind these Bitcoin ETFs? Hope to help, guys. If you like, please like and subscribe, share, and we're hoping to provide you more content in the future. Love you. Take care. Safe trading. Bye now.